Hey, it's John Moncrief, and welcome to this episode of The Freedom Experience. Today, I want to talk to you about dealing with exit overwhelm. Now, no matter where you are on the entrepreneurial journey, on your entrepreneurial journey, you're going to encounter overwhelm. So whether you're at the startup phase and you're kind of dealing with how to get things off the ground and it looks like everybody else out there has got things under control, but you're still trying to just get cash flow working for you, get your product off the ground, all those kind of things, you're going to encounter that overwhelm. And through the scale-up process and right up to the end up where you're getting ready to sell your business, you're going to, you're going to encounter this overwhelm. And it's what I'm going to talk about it kind of a little bit more generally today. But I, when it comes to the exit side of things, I only wish that more entrepreneurs would think about the exit from, from day one. You know, most of the entrepreneurs I encounter uh, don't think that way. They, they are building a business that they believe they will hold on, for, hold on to for the rest of their lives. And sure, certainly in some cases that's true. But the majority of entrepreneurs that I meet later on, you know, perhaps sort of a decade down the line, uh, when they started out at 20 or 30 or 40 even, you know, a decade on or two decades on, are getting to that point where they do want to sell. And the majority of entrepreneurs that, that I speak to, that I meet, because you know, my focus is, is on the exit part of, of this journey, they wish that they'd thought about this right back at the beginning. Um, you know, you, your priorities def- change over time. You, you want more time with your family, more time to travel, um, travel the world, <laughs> more time on the golf course, less stress, and you're tired. You, you get tired after two decades of work, you get tired. And even people are brilliant at this. Like you take Tim Ferriss, who, who gave us the, the four-hour work week. He got to the point where the stress of running a business just drove him to sell. He, he was selling, the, had the supplement business, and he got to that point where he was so stressed that he eventually sold the supplement business to, to Brain Quicken. So selling your businesses is a natural culmination of a job well done. But sadly, you know, most entrepreneurs aren't thinking about their exit strategy until they want out of the business. You know, I know I didn't. I didn't think about my exit strategy at all. And then after years of working insane hours and going nowhere fast, I decided I wanted out. And all the way along dealing with overwhelm, I was done. But then I realized that that meant walking away with nothing to show for all the blood, sweat, and tears I'd poured into the business over the years. And that's because I hadn't thought about this, my business from a buyer's perspective. I hadn't thought about selling the business down the line. I'd now run this marathon and I got to the stage where I realized either I put some serious work into this business and do the last sprint, or I'll kind of walk away. And I mean, most of the the whole time that I've been growing the business, I was thinking about driving up revenue. I was thinking about pursuing opportunities for growth. But I put very, very little thought into making this business valuable. So I want to suggest to you that you basically got two types of clients in your business. One of them is the people who buy your products and services. And the other one is the person who is a prospective acquirer or buyer of your business down the line. So you're really building two different things here and you've got two different clients and your f- the first strategy for dealing with exit overwhelm is thinking about this early on in the process like right up at the beginning if you can when you're starting the business think about 
who might be a buyer for this business down the line and how do you build a business so that you can sell it in the future and i think that's kind of lesson number one for dealing with exit overwhelm and there's nothing wrong with building a business to sell yeah if, if you're building value it's more likely that you're building a healthy profitable joyful business if you're just pursuing growth and top line revenue and sort of bottom line profit you're probably more likely to have something that's held together with bubblegum and duct tape and you ultimately turn into a workaholic zombie who, who's chasing revenue all the time. So I want to be very clear that there's, there's nothing wrong with thinking about building something that you're going to sell down the line. So let, let's get back to, to exit overwhelm. And you know, by the time you get to wanting to sell business, most of us just aren't in that right headspace to, to take a struggling business um, frustrating business and, and make it valuable. You know, as I said, I had my hand kind of hovering over the ejector seat ready to just bail on this thing. But luckily I quickly realized that if I could change my mindset and I could think about the business differently, then I could drive up the value of the business and, and ultimately sell it. But it meant dealing with, with overwhelm and for most entrepreneurs, we kind of used to this. We've been dealing with with overwhelm most of our business careers, but we're we're kind of gritty people, and we don't often think about mindset and the role that mindset plays um, in helping to build something that that's valuable. So one of the first things I had to do is is start dealing with that the challenge of mindset, something that we usually leave to sort of monks and hippies and millennials, um, but it was really important for me to increase the value of the business and it started with trying to build a better relationship with the business you know to to strengthen the relationship i had with our business because most of us get to that point where we've just had enough and we want to get out of this thing and we've we've been at it for decades and when you suddenly realize that the value that you thought was there isn't there and that you're going to have to do a lot more work with something that's frustrating you and angering you and um you, you basically have to figure out a way of coming to terms with that and you need to fall in love with that business again. And I, I kind of got that from Debbie King um, who who just wrote a, a book called Loving Your Business and she talks about rekindling the relationship with your business, your people, your customers, your suppliers, and your products. Um, you, you kind of get to a stage where there's strange relationships with a lot of these people. The product's not getting out the door fast enough. So maybe you're upset with the development team because they're not doing things properly and the sales team aren't hitting the numbers. And there's all of these things going going on and you're, you're probably frustrated, blaming folks, irritated, just don't like this business anymore. And unless you prepare to walk away from it with nothing, you're going to have to work on that relationship and the mindset. And for me, that meant stepping back and taking a brutally honest look at my business and myself personally. And I realized that a lot of the frustration and the despair I was experiencing originated with me. So I said to work on not just working on the business, but working on myself as well. And I started doing things that would help me create a, or cultivate a more positive mindset. And I mean, it started with instead of going out and sort of drinking and uh, to ease the frustration and, and mask the pain, I, I started to do Muay Thai classes. And instead of wolfing down burgers and fries at my desk, which is something I wrote about last week in, in the blog, is I stepped away from the screen and I started to eat healthy meals and find ways of boosting my energy because believe me, you're going to need to boost your energy to get this work done. 
yeah, I started meditating and doing yoga and surrounding myself with people who ran purpose-driven businesses. Um, and from this foundation, I was able to change my re- relationship with the business as well. So the big thing here is I first I started to look at it um, as a product, uh, well, as a product. So looking at the business as a product, and then I started to look at it as a project. And my goal was to transform something that I bundled together over the years and it was, as I said, held together with duct tape and sticky tape and bubble gum and all those other things. And I had to turn it into something that a buyer would be willing to pay a premium for. And that really fueled me, that excited me. I was suddenly creating the best, actually the most valuable product I'd ever created. But I kept getting overwhelmed. It's like, how am I gonna get there? You know, how the hell am I going to turn the struggling business into something valuable? And you've got that crazy monkey in the back of your head that keeps telling you, you can't do this. You can't do it. You're not good enough to do it. Um, yeah, I'll never be as successful as the entrepreneurs that I aspire to be. And that monkey needs silencing. So I stopped comparing myself to others. And instead, I started to saying to, saying to myself, like, if it's possible for someone else to do this, then damn sure I can do it. And I approached it from that angle. And when you start, when you kind of get out there and you start to surround yourself with successful people and you go and find people who can help you, CEO groups, coaches, um, and you look at your, where you have those weaknesses and are able to lean on some of those folks, the CEO groups and the coaching groups to, to kind of boost you up and to help you with that mindset, um, it's a huge step in the right direction. So I started to, for me, to look at this not as... Um, a journey well I started to look at it as a journey and not as a goal you know, I, want, I wanted to learn I wanted to learn how to create a valuable business so I became obsessed with learning how to build a valuable business not so much to sell it but to actually learn how to do it and I began to realize that not only was my business growing more valuable as I was learning but I was growing too now, I wasn't just working on kind of processes and finding recurring revenue and creating a leadership team and pruning off products that I didn't want. It wasn't just about those tactics. It, it was about growth and it was about a journey and a journey that I was really enjoying. Um, this journey of learning how to build something more valuable. So, you know, as business owners, we were always looking for tangible results and mindset might be one of those things that seems a bit nebulous and as I said, it's better left to the monks and the uh, and the hippies and, and those kind of folks. But if you don't change your mindset, you can never last this journey that you need to get through to, to transform your business into something more valuable. And it kind of brings back to mind a, a story that I was reading or a book that I was reading recently by Jay Shetty, um, Think Like a Monk. And he relates a story where he's walking through the garden with a with a more senior monk and the monk says to him do you see that man sitting under the tree he can recite every verse from the scripture and and jay being very impressed said oh i wish i could do that too and the monk pauses and he turns and, and he looks at jay and he says do you wish you could do that or do you wish you could learn to do that and for me that's where i was it was do I wish I could sell this business or do I wish that I could learn to create something insanely valuable that somebody would be willing to buy? And when you start thinking more about the journey and you really find something in that journey 
that inspires you, that gives you that positive energy, it makes a huge amount of difference. So you have this opportunity to create something hugely valuable, an opportunity to create a place uh, people love to work, an opportunity to improve yourself. And every decision you make about your business from here on should be based on whether you can increase the value of your business, um, no matter where you are in the whole journey. You know, start by looking at your business from an investor or an acquirer's perspective. Look at it just as an investor yourself. Um, you become the investor and it becomes an asset. And then clarify what you want, who you want to serve and why you want to do that. And set so a healthy relationship with your business by setting very clear expectations. Change the way you feel about your business overall. You know, you, know, you need to consciously believe that if at first you don't get the results you want, it doesn't mean that you failed. It's just good information that comes back for you. And it tells you what you need to do next time. You know, you decide what that failure or what that change in information means. You know, only real failure is not learning and giving up. So don't pull on the ejector seat handle yet. Look at your business, step back, look at it brutally objectively. Think about where you are personally in your mindset and how you can start to rekindle the relationship with your business. And then just keep taking action until you get the results you want. While managing your mindset, you feel inspired, motivated, determined, um, rather than doubtful, frustrated, or resentful. And your feeling is going to help you with the energy. They're going to give you that energy that you need to sustain as you move forward and do the practical work of transferring the business. So I want to thank you for listening to my journey um, and, and have an awesome week.